This is the Retirement Key Podcast with Pat Volk, financial advisor of Abish Financial Services. And I'm Heather Branch here with Pat asking for his insight on how you can better prepare for your financial future. The retirementkey.com is where you can go to begin a conversation with the team at Abish Financial Services. We also have links posted in the show notes. Again, it's the retirementkey.com. Mr. Volk, it is now Q4 and it's traditionally known historically, right? The markets are usually volatile this time of year. Is that not correct? That is correct. Okay. I mean, October of 1987, uh, <laughs> that comes to mind when okay. we had like probably one of the massive crashes. Yeah. And it's really, I think, a lot of folks, you know, looking in the past, kind of wondering, do they want to harvest gains? Do they want to harvest losses? And also a good time to kind of prep for the beginning of a new year and yeah. really kind of get your portfolio in order. Okay, so maybe then even though there's volatility in the markets, there's some advantages that we should be looking into for Potentially, for depending on the individual. Yeah. Got it. Okay, so looking at Wall Street, things have been a little shaky as history goes. And this year, it seems to be some of the same. Since July, the percentage of stocks that were above their 200-day moving average has plummeted by more than 40% in some cases. Tech companies like Tesla are down. Mm -hmm. Other big companies like Target, Southwest Airlines, and Disney have also seen some slumps. Here is market strategist Troy Gayski on Fox Business. Our whole contention since the end of 21 is that returns are going to be much harder because interest rates clearly aren't going lower like they did from 1982 to 2021. And the Fed is going to be tightening policy until either we have a recession or inflation gets sustainably below 2%, which is much, much harder given how tight the labor market continues to be. It's a time to be defensive. It's a time to protect capital. It's not a time to be a hero. Okay. He was just throwing a lot of numbers oh, yeah. <laughs> and terminology at me there in a very quick amount of time. So Claire clarify that for us, first of all. And also, secondly, should portfolios be in protection mode right now? Let me just address you know, some of the issues he brought up. Okay. We are in an environment of rising interest rates. Yep. We have to compare that to what had happened after the 2008 great financial crisis and also what happened with the pandemic. Okay. What the Fed was able to do in those events is because of an economic catastrophe, so to speak, the great financial crisis. We had all these bank failures. And then in 2020, with the pandemic and literally shutting the economy down, Mm -hmm. what the Fed did in order to aid in those situations is they lowered interest rates. They forced interest rates basically down to zero. And that would enable folks to be able to go out and purchase things or corporations to borrow and it really created a bubble and that's what they refer to as the bubble of everything Mm -hmm. because interest rates were so low you can almost imagine being given a credit card with a zero interest rate Mm -hmm. of course you're going to go out and you're going to use it and use it and use it so in order to slow the economy down And with all of the trillions of dollars that had been injected into the system, that takes a while for it to be absorbed. So what the Fed will do is raise interest rates in order to create what they call demand destruction. And it sounds as harsh as it is. It is literally you will lose your job. 
That's what their focus is on. Okay. So when we see employment not really, you know, falling off, some say, of those numbers numbers are strong right they now. They have been relatively strong. Okay. So we're kind of dealing with almost a changeover. You could almost imagine, you know, a hurricane came through and it's passed. But it's still kind of chilly out. It's still wet out. You're still dealing with the residuals of that storm. And we're still dealing with low interest rates and the trillions of dollars that had been injected into the system. Mm -hmm. So there's still a lot of liquidity out there that's being absorbed. But simultaneously, corporations have had scattered earnings this last quarter. Some have been really good because corporations will price in inflation. Coca-Cola can raise their price of soda, uh, mainly for the fact that the cost of the products that are required to make soda are more expensive. So Coca-Cola isn't going to be affected by that. They're going to pass those higher costs along to the consumer. That's the inflation. And inflation is very sticky on the downside. So as they are making things a little bit more expensive, you will see that passed along through inflation. So if we run into a problem where corporations are having to lay people off, if we do start to see this demand destruction, the temptation now is going to be able to come in and give the relief. Let's lower interest rates. And we do forecast an eventual cut. The whole issue with this eventual cut will be when are they going to do it? Because if they do it too prematurely and they do lower interest rates, they're not going to be fighting inflation anymore. Uh, we still have inflation out there, various numbers, 3.7, 4.1, depending on the data sets that you're looking at. Mm-hmm. We are not at that 2% marker. And that's really where they want to control this. However, if we run into tough economic times, and I'm just basing this on history, they always come in and lower the rates and start quantitative easing. Yeah. And it's just going to be when are they going to eventually do this. Okay. So we want to watch this very carefully. Do we need to get super protected? Depends on who you are. Uh, I would say a younger individual who is still in the accumulation phase Mm -hmm. may have some good buying opportunities. And I want to clarify, that's for a younger individual. They have time on their side. They can take the risk. And what's the risk? The risk is we may enter a recession and some of these stocks could continue to go down. Great buying opportunity for younger people because they can wait. They can wait the three years or five years for a recovery. Yeah. However, somebody else who's in the midst of their retirement, who's focusing in on income from their portfolio, they may not want to take as high of a risk. So they may want to be in more protection mode. And this is where some of the bond investments have become fairly attractive right now. You can go out and buy an individual bond yielding about 5.5 to 5.6. You can get into money market positions, which are paying about 5.2. So even if we go into protection mode, it's not as if you're putting the money in the mattress. We still want that money working for you. We still want to be able to get a fairly decent yield, but still offer some preservation of principle. Does it mean you should exit the market completely? No. Maybe you want to de-risk slightly. And this is really a very personal decision. Right. How much risk are you comfortable with? Yeah. I actually had an individual in the office here uh, just the other day. And he did not need to be aggressive. Okay. He had Social Security income. He had very healthy pension income. His spouse had Social Security and pension income. Mm -hmm. And their baseline income was set 
they are perfect. They're, Just because they're, of the, from their pension, Social Security. From their pensions, Social Security, plus uh, they were both government employees, so their pensions are indexed to inflation. Wow, that's awesome. Their awful. Social Security is indexed to inflation. Yep. So we basically said, you guys are set on the income side, so this money that you've accumulated, we could be as aggressive as we want to be mm-hmm. or as conservative as we want to be because mm-hmm. you're really sitting in the catbird seat. Yeah. And we were having a discussion over some particular holding the gentleman had bought and how disappointed he was that it had lost and then he sold it at a loss. Oh, geez. And I turned it around. Yeah. I said, well, what if you bought it and it made a gain? And he's like, yeah. And I said, would it have made a difference in your life? Would it have changed your spending? Would it have, you know, would you have suddenly gone on a vacation? Right. And he looked and he said, no. And I said, that's interesting. I said, why are you taking the risk of losing when you don't necessarily need to? What did he say? He looked at me and I said, this is a blank stare. Yeah. Like kind (laughs) of like, wow, I never thought of that. And I said, this is the whole idea of looking at a plan from an income generation rather than just an accumulation. Right standpoint. And I was very pointed. I said, I'm not a stockbroker. I'm not here to go out and find what particular company is doing phenomenal, etc. I'm here to set up a long term plan. So you and your family are going to have sustainable income for the rest of your life. Does that involve the market? It certainly does, but that's just one piece of the pie. I need to look at, you know, are you going to be relocating? Are we going to refinance the house? You know, do you want a mortgage in the future? How is this cash flow going to occur? Are we going to use some of these dollars in the future, you know, maybe for grandkids or children, whatever it may be? And let's not just focus in on rate of return. Doesn't mean we ignore it. But maybe we want to focus it a little bit more on the volatility of the portfolio, Mm -hmm. making certain that the money is going to be there. Let's not go off on a lark and start picking up particular companies because you saw it on, you know, the news. That's not portfolio management. That is gambling, very frankly. And what you really need to look at is why am I holding these particular items? What is the purpose of that particular holding in my portfolio? And is it rate of return that I'm looking for, or am I looking for stability and income? Two very different topics. And I think that's a big transition for a lot of our clients is yeah. to actually look and say, wow, I need to get out of this growth phase. I need to stop looking at just rate of return. And I need to concentrate on letting my portfolio provide income for me. And that can be done in a myriad of ways, and it isn't always just through positive rate of return. Sometimes it can be through yield. Okay. And I think it's also a good time to point out this idea of, you were saying that people have this transition, this difficult of transition sometimes in the way that they think about their money, but this is the difference of the work that you you just said. I'm not a stockbroker. I'm not here to chase this next big thing that's going to grow and, and explode. But this is the difference of the kind of work you do versus what most financial advisors do. Exactly. That's exactly it. We're looking at a holistic plan. And I'm looking at, is there an opportunity to convert some IRA money, perhaps to Roth IRA? That's a huge tax question. Yep. We're looking at estate planning. Uh, Do you want to leave a legacy for your family? And you really need to then start asking, sometimes taking on too much risk is the problem. You're chasing rate of return, and when you do chase rate of return, it's not always chasing the positive. You can encounter negatives, 
And when we've gone through the dot-com bubble, when we went through the great financial crisis, Mm -hmm. when we went through 2022, those are very real events. And if you can't afford to lose 20% because it's going to affect your income, then why are you gambling? It's not always positive. You need to be very careful with that. Thinking about your retirement years requires a new lens on your finances and money. And when it comes to how to flip that lens, how to understand the changes in your mindset that you need to make, this is what the entire team at Avish Financial is here to help you figure out. If you have questions, click on the links that we've got posted down in the show notes, if that is more convenient. Or again, the website, you can find us anytime at theretirementkey.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Key Podcast. Be sure to listen to the Retirement Key Radio Show, Saturdays and Sundays on WMAL. Investment advisory services offered through Abish Financial Wealth Management, LLC, number 310633, a registered investment advisor firm. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Abish Financial Services is licensed in your state, please call 571-577-9968. Abish Financial Services is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Abish Financial Services, Inc., Virginia Insurance License, number 12782. Zero.